next programme will follow in approximately 30 minutes. So, until then, here is an interlude. This is I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again, a half-hour interlude specially written to fill this gap, featuring a special team of BBC gap fillers. Schmertotjak Proxil. Here again is our friend Franksel, and of course, Colchas, Fafnir, and S Plus 2, with this week's lesson. Schmertotjak Proxil. This week, Colchas and Fafnir are in a restaurant. See if you can understand what they are saying. Today, Fafnir and I are in a restaurant. <laughs> Did you understand that? Good. Now listen to what they are saying. Schmertot eat Helg. Schmertot eat Flash Dieselbog. Schmertot eat Helga. Schmertot eat Flash Dieselbogel. Noticing how Fafnir adds an L sound to every word he says. That is because he has a speech impediment. <laughs> Let's listen. They are deciding on dessert. Schmertotti Trudelplash. Garot Schmertotti Trudelplash. Abklaftismelschlagon Farawek ice cream. Abklaftismelschlagon Farawekel ice cream. Did you notice that word abklaft is merchlagom farawek? Yes, it means with. <laughs> In Proxel, the word with is a compactive, multidiplastic, reversible preposition which alters simultaneously with the case, tense, number, gender, blood type, and barometric pressure <laughs> of the preceding and succeeding nouns. Just as the word for off, our old friend, propsnagdaloop, propsnagdalooper, remember? <laughs> turns back to front when you are talking to your mother and inside out when you're beaten up by the secret police. For example... If I were to say that I was going with Fafnir to the cinema, I would say, Yazu Schmeltetrask, Yelk Abluvum, Fafnir Woak Cinema. But if Fafnir were to say that he was going with Gorchas to the cinema, he would say, Yatsul Schmeltrask, Lumatklaf Jägel, my fair lady, Abklaf Tismet Schlagang Farawek nudes in the snow. The stem, of course, is Abklaft. No, nudes in the snow. <laughs> but here comes Elstplast, just back from national service. Elstplast is wearing a false beard because he can't afford a real one. <laughs> in Proxel, that is a very popular joke. <laughs> in fact, it's the only joke. <laughs> How gaily he sings and strums. It's time for our song. Wouldn't you like to join in? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Garoud, not Quadmort, because we're all from different villages in Proxel. Gorgeous, Fafnir, Elstplas, and me, Planskultroschkurt, wishing you good night until next week when... Schmertot, Jacks Proxel. Hello, Charlie. Fancy meeting you. How are you then, eh? Oh, very well, thanks, Fred. Very well. When you consider everyone else. What are you doing here in Whitehall, then, Fred? Here in Whitehall? Ha, 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 You'll never believe this, you won't. <laughs> I'm waiting here for a herd of bison. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh? Is that all, oh? Well, your word's good enough for me, Fred. But don't you want to know why? No. I'll tell you. <laughs> I met this insurance bloke, Steve, and I, Charlie, have insured myself with a sun and moon mutual for 50,000 quid against getting run over by a herd of bison in Whitehall. Only in Whitehall? Whitehall only. So here I am in Whitehall waiting. Well, not Kew Gardens or anywhere? No, Whitehall. So here I am waiting for a herd of bison. That's right, Charlie. I feel... I feel covered, Charlie. Oh, yes, but, but I'm a realist, friend. Hey, you know my friend Lofty? No. They offered him a policy for his missus. They said that if she lost the third finger of her left hand in the sandwich machine, and it was never recovered on account of her being in all those sandwiches, see? Oh, yeah. They would, re they would replace her wedding ring free of charge. Oh. <laughs> well, I'd tell them what to do with that. Ah, 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 that's just what Lofty did. Raised his two fingers in scorn, he did. Oh, quite right. Yeah. Ah, but no. You know how tall he is. With his fingers up in the air like that, he just touched the tramways and... <laughs> that's right. That's right. His fingers just melted, just like that. Was he insured himself, then? Of course he was. And they paid up? No. Uh, act to God, they said, him being so tall, so they didn't have to pay. <laughs> Typical, Fred. Typical. But there's no small print on my policy, Charlie. I'll tell you no. that. Hmm. What's that noise, Fred? Charlie. It sounds like the beat of many hooves. I'm a realist, Fred, but it does, it does. Charlie, do you think, could it be? At last. There's something coming down white all, all right. Yeah, look, they knocked over the statue of Hague. It's animals, all right. Here they come, Charlie. It is. It's bison's. Come away, Fred. Come away, Fred. You're a fool. You don't want to die. Believe me, Charlie, I will stand here in the middle of the road. This is fate. No, it's madness. Madness. The policy, the policy. I'll stand on this separate crossing to prove I'm in the right. I'm a realist. I'll get this metropolitan horse off when it's safe. Here they come, then. Wait, hi, here, boys. Here. Goodbye, Fred. But then I'm insured. I'm insured. so-and-so's. When will I get another chance like that? All turned aside and went for that horse trough. Smelt water over the other. Hey, Charlie. Charlie? Oh, poor old boy, and he wasn't even... Wait. <laughs> my foot, it's crushed. I'm incapacitated, I am. Here, copper, look at my foot, will you? That's a nasty mess, sir. Really nasty, really nasty. Look yeah, at it, it's really, really nasty. Really nasty. nasty uh -huh. yes. Witness it, would you? Yes. That herd of bison, did it? That's how it happened. Bison, sir? Bison? I saw no bison. No bison? Then what was that that just came thundering past, straight up Whitehall? Lord love you, sir. They weren't bison. Them was buffaloes. <laughs> Sweetheart has gone on a journey She's going so far away So many troubles could befall 
So please hear me when I pray. Don't let it rain on my baby. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't let her get damp today. If she does, when she's old, she'll get covered with mold. And then she'll start rotting away. Hey, don't let it snow on my honey. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't let it be icy weather. Oh, no. She can cover her knees with the best antifreeze. But still, they'll get frozen together. the snow, cause then I think that my little darling would shrink. Ah, don't let the sun shine on my gown. Oh, no, 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 don't let the sun try to dry her. journey. Don't make my mistake and let her go out there exposed to the elements. Oh, no, 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 no. Just wrap her in a brown paper parcel and send her by post just to show you really care. Oh, yes. Does let the stones be small And try to miss her when you let them fall And be so most of all Don't let it rain Don't let it rain on my baby Don't let it rain Not on my little baby, please Don't let it rain on my baby No, no, no Don't let it rain Don't let it rain bring you a story of man's beginning. A story which will grip and excite you as we draw back the shroud enveloping prehistory's primeval savagery. In a dark, fertile pool, warmed by the newborn earth, the first amoeba quickened into life. Thank you. Then Darwin evolved and invented evolution. This culminated, as we know, in man's crowning achievement. Man. Man standing erect and proud. 
Oh, all that sit down, of course, my, 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 my legs ache. It's all this standing erect and proud that does it, isn't it? Mm. No, it's our vast brains weighing us down. Ah. You're, you're talking of brains, thingy. Yes? Have you ever looked at a pterodactyl flying about no. and had a good old wonder? No, no, no. I'm not much of a one for wondering, you know. I mean, you've seen one pterodactyl. You've seen them all, haven't you, really? Yeah, that's your trouble, thingy. You're not wonderful enough. You I mean, I mean, when you see a pterodactyl flying about... Don't you ever think about them? Oh, yes, yes, I think. I think when their wings get tired, they're going to fall out the sky and hit their heads on them. Granted. Uh-huh. But think of the easy way they get about. Now, they're just down here, waddling about on our little airy legs. But they just flap their wings and they're off. Flappity-flap. 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 Makes you feel such a fool, doesn't it? Does it? Anyway, I'll tell you something. I am going to fly, too. No. I shall jump off a cliff, flap my arms and away. Flappity flap? Yeah. Scares you, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it's not me that's jumping. <laughs> well, I'm going to. I shall soar up into the sky and make you look pretty silly. Then again, I might crash onto the rocks below and knock my belly off. That'd make me look pretty silly, wouldn't it? <laughs> Now, come on, just be natural and jump off this cliff, will you? <laughs> no, 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 no. You be natural. I'll just sit here and count me fleas. <laughs> Look, if we could fly, thingy, you'd be able to drop things on your mother-in-law. Right, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, now, here's a good place to jump from. We are not jumping off a molehill. <laughs> we are jumping off this cliff. Oh, with that river there... It's all right. Now, when I say jump, we jump, right? Now, keep calm and flap your arms. Flappity flap. <laughs> now, I'll give you a countdown. Do you know any numbers? Uh, one. Uh, one. Right. One to be ready, one to be steady, and one to be off. Flappity flap. Hey, it works. It's good, isn't it? Very rewarding. Mind you, we're only flying downwards, aren't we? True, true. Still, it's a start, isn't it? Now, about learning to swim. Well, if it isn't you, David. Well, if it isn't you, Tim. Well, if it isn't either of us, then we're wasting our time. <laughs> oh, well, here comes Graham. Zippity doo dah, Graham. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was undone. <laughs> Graham, what are you doing here? Well, this is the place I usually meet that filthy old busker. Yeah, sure, yeah. Ah, oh, there he is. Yeah, now, yeah. now, just watch this. He'll give us a song if we hit him hard enough. <laughs> hey, I'm not singing today, sir. You're not? No, 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 no. I'm waiting for a London bus. What, a London bus? Yes, a London bus. But we're all waiting for a London bus. Is that better than the railways? Sure. There aren't any railways anymore. Busker, there's one thing I don't know. Yes, David. Where does this bus go? What, the London bus? Yeah, the London bus. Oh, well, the London bus, she goes acting town. All God's children on the London bus. Where do you got to stand up when you want to sit down? Hallelujah on the London bus. Well, I only need it for any fair. And the good come good, you're gonna get you there. Pick a better cotton on the London bus. How about traveling, traveling on the London, traveling on the London bus. Well, Lordy, not traveling, traveling on the London, traveling on the bus. Well, he's the terminus close on nine. 
Shall I see that land again? <laughs> of the desert sun and the jungle rain, where the wombats play in the yam yam tree, <laughs> and the bung young plants wind up your knee. <laughs> Tis my own dear land I long to see. England. <laughs> land of song. Where the leprechauns dance to the skirl of the pipes. Oh, England. Oh, 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 anyway. <laughs> if you board a number 23 bus from the whipping post in Aberystwyth and offer the conductor threepence, you'll probably get booted down the stairs. <laughs> but a small bribe and an hour's walk will bring you within 100, 150 miles of the tiny village of Nibbling on the Bone. <laughs> Crawl with me across the heath and moorland, quiet and deserted, save for a couple of thousand caravans and a holiday camp. <laughs> and we descend into this inconspicuous little village, nestling 200 feet below sea level, literally. The valley was flooded nine years ago to provide a drinking trough for Lord Clumpwit's cart horses. <laughs> now, has this affected the people of Nibbling or not? <laughs> I went down in our outside broadcast submarine to talk to some of the villagers. Here I am, floating over the village churchyard, and I've just moored my microphone on the church steeple. Below me, life seems to go on relatively unchanged. The villagers are swimming up and down the main street, carrying their newspapers, shopping bags, and 300-weight oxygen tanks. It's, a, it's amazing how nature finds a way to deal with problems like this. 
I'm, I'm just going to turn over this stone and see if there's anyone underneath. Do you mind? I'm sorry to disturb you. I wonder, could you tell us, do you think you've changed in any way to adapt to underwater life? No, not at all, not at all. Now, I don't wish to contradict you, but I do notice you're wearing a pair of yellow gloves. Yes, yes. And two pairs of red gloves and one pair of... Brown gloves. Yes, well, it gets cold down here. Yes, well, that's four pairs, which means you've got eight arms. Thank the Lord, yes. Well, I've only got two. Oh, I am sorry. <laughs> How did it happen? I was born that way. Oh, nature is sometimes cruel. <laughs> Indeed. Tell me, in what trade do you employ your eight arms? I'm a beat group. <laughs> And, and in my spare time, I also repair broken electric lights. And do you do that successfully? Well, you know the saying, many hands make light work. <laughs> so I shook him warmly by the tentacle <laughs> and came up for air. And I continued my journey northwards by hovercraft and wheelchair to Scotland, where I visited picturesque Loch Jaw. <laughs> Here, where the cabers still grow in the ground, gaily bedecked with leaves and branches, I hailed a passing stranger who picked up a handful of pebbles and hailed me back. <laughs> I could tell from the hairy knees it was the famous Mrs. Killjoy. She had a flaming red beard which I put out with a bucket of water. <laughs> Mrs. Killjoy is a mother of ten. Now, isn't that rather young to be a mother? <laughs> an exaggeration. Yes? I'm really only eight. <laughs> I see. Well, Mrs. Kiljoy, can you tell us what you're doing here? Ah, yes. I often wonder what, what indeed. I often ask myself, what indeed? Why did the Lord put me on this earth? All of us, you, me, there must be a purpose. What is the eternal mystery of life? And why am I here? Why did the good Lord put me here? What am I doing on no, this earth? No, tell no, me, no, tell no, me, why, why, no, why? no. I'll, I'll rephrase the question. <laughs> Can you tell us here your what doing? I am curing herrings. Oh, what's wrong with them? They've got... They've got tonsillitis. Mrs. Kiljoy, forgive me for being personal, but what's that in your buttonhole? A button? No, no, no. The other one. Oh! We celebrate this day any foggy third Sunday in July every 2,000 years, if it's leap year. And why Scots Pine Day? Well, exactly 283 years ago, come next Easter, Robbie Burns... Not the Robbie Burns. No, oh. Robbie Burns burnt the cakes and with them Bonnie Prince Charlie's recipe for royal haggis, which is Scotland's favourite dish. You must have all been very upset. Indeed, that's why the Scots pine. I see. <laughs> and so for seven and a half years, I joined the villagers at their merrymaking, and I experienced their quaint old customs. Good afternoon, sir. Have you anything to declare? <laughs> I, I also met one of the elders, Mr. Berry, and took a pagan rite. But I countered with a vicious uppercut to his chin, which made... Elderberry wine. <laughs> Afterwards, I went to a sheepdog trial. He got six months for molesting sheep. <laughs> Next 
week I shall be visiting Donegal and telling you more about England, our England. This recording of I'm Sorry I'll Read That Again, an interlude designed on the spur of the moment to fill this gap, was written by John Esmond and Bob Larby, Clive James, Bill Oddie, Peter Vincent and David McKellar. The parts were played as follows. Herod the Great, Timbrook Taylor. Herod the Small, Graham Garden. Aphrodite, David Hatch. Salome, Joe Kendall. We'll draw a veil over that. And a plague of boils, Bill Oddie. That boil go far. The songs were specially written by Bill Oddie with Timbrook Taylor, and the music was provided by Dave Lee. I'm Sorry I Read That Again is produced by Humphrey Barclay.